So uh, tonight's uh, shear is going to be uh, also based on uh, a Shiloh that uh, received uh, this week. Um, this week it was interesting because while we were away, uh, we landed on Monday night. So I got a text uh, from Yitzi. Uh, he asked me who was on the base hora, who was answering Shiloh's thread by first base hora, because he knew that I was on the plane. Uh, so I said, I wasn't sure I could find out if you need. And what he proceeded to tell me was that the boys, the camp that he's part of it, it's, uh, that he's uh, in, so they were planning on driving, um, I don't know, something like to, to, to Lakewood and then to go on a trip. And then because it was bad weather, they were canceling that. And rather than staying in Lakewood, they decided uh, to go ahead and go back to camp go back, you know, another three hours back to at the camp. So that was originally unanticipated, that second leg of the journey, we'll call it. And then because of uh, whatever happened, so they decided they were going to drive the rest of the way. And the question was, do they need to make Tefillah Sederach a second time? As being that they initially, uh, initially only uh, planned to do one leg of the trip, and then they decided to now drive a second leg of the trip, does that necessitate another Tefillah Sederach or not? So what he added, which was interesting, is that uh, the person who answered the uh, the phone, they originally called a Lakewood-based Hora. And whoever answered the phone over there said that they're very, very busy, but they see that his area code is the Chicago area code, and it'd be probably be faster for them if they just called the Chicago-based Hora, they'll probably get their answer faster. And indeed, that's what uh, would happen, is that they got through right away, and they got an answer. I said, oh, it's a good thing that I was on the plane, because I don't know the answer to that, uh, to that Shiloh. So once I realized that I didn't know the answer to Shiloh, I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to look it up. And that would be a great topic for um, for Thursday night class, especially because there are definitely times that people will take driving vacations or take driving trips or something like that. Or as we're going to see, even a cruise is something which is uh, which is a Shiloh. And uh, whether or not how often and how you say Tefillah Sederach when one is taking an extended driving Flying or, uh, or 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 cruise is something which uh, is in fact a very interesting Shiloh. So let's go ahead and let's see. We're probably going to do this um, tonight. We're just going to do one Shiloh about just when you have an extended uh, uh, an extended trip. We'll do another one in terms of the, just the general idea of the distance one has to travel and how dangerous the roads do have to be or don't have to be and stuff of that sort. We'll probably do that as a second share at some point in the future. I don't know if necessarily next week, but we'll do it at, the, at some point. But over here, so what we're going to do is we're just going to see this. We're going to try and focus our attention on this specific Shiloh. Okay, but to get the background, so we're beginning, and now it's interesting that these halachas appear in Simon Kuf Yud. So it's in the first chilek of Mishabur, for those who keep, who keep track of that. And it has to do with generally, the assumption was, is that somebody is going to be traveling, they're going to daven chakras, and right after chakras, they're going to hit the road. So it appears right after the halachas, really, of Shmonasri, of davening chakras in the morning. But it says as follows. So this is Simon Kuf Yud. We're going to see uh, Sifim Dalin and Hay, just to get the, uh, the necessary background to be able to address our Shiloh tonight. So we say, So a person who's traveling, so they should say the following prayer. That you say, look at the, you know, in whatever sitter, bencher, app you have, which has on it, and maybe hanging on something on your uh, on your mirror, but you go ahead and you say, 
Then Shulchan Aruch says, so the appropriate wording, even though you may be traveling by yourself, nonetheless, the appropriate way to say it is in plural language. And furthermore, and when possible, it's best to say it not while traveling, not while walking or running or riding or something like that. It's best to say the tefillah while standing. But in the event that you're on a, a donkey or you're on a horse, you don't have to get off of the horse in order to say the tefillah. You can get away with saying it while you're on the, uh, the horse or whatever, but you do want to bring the horse to a halt. And as I said, at some point when we get uh, you know part two of tefillah sederach shilos, we'll talk about whether putting aside whether it's legal or not, but whether or not you can say tefillah sederach while you're driving. Is that an, an acceptable way to go ahead and say tefillah sederach? Let's assume for argument's sake that you actually know tefillah sederach by heart. So is it, can you say it while driving or you should really pull to the side when you say it? Okay. But now in Sifei, so this is the part which is going to be more relevant for us for tonight's discussion. Shulchan Aruch says, you say tefillah sederach once a day. So let's say you happen to, uh, you're flying down to, to Florida on American Airlines, and the only flight that you found stops in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. So there's going to be a stopover. So you're going to take one plane ride and then a second plane ride. So Shulchan Aruch says, even though there's two plane rides, you only say the bracha once. And even if it happens to be that you have a long layover between one leg of the uh, one leg of, of your journey and the next, right? So let's say you're you're taking a driving trip with the family and you're going to stop and you're going to you're going to stop in the in Pittsburgh. You're going to eat at a restaurant. You're going to do some whitewater or jet skiing or something like that. And then you're going to drive another three hours. So even though you stop for three, four hours in the middle of the day in Pittsburgh, aval, however, imdaito la lumba ear. So then, you, sorry, so you still only say it once a day. So even with a long stop over in the middle, so the lach is you say it once a day. Aval, however, Let's say you arrived in a city and the plan was you're going to stay in that city overnight. That's where you're going to be staying. And then after you arrived in that city, and this is what happened with, uh, with Yitzi, so you decide that you're not going to stay there anymore and you're going to go on another leg of the journey going somewhere else. Or you decide that, you know what, I don't really want to be here, and I'm going to go back home. And you turn around and you drive back home. So this is what we call a hesachadas. So you plan on staying in location A, and therefore, in, as far as your travels for the day were concerned, you were done traveling. And then something comes up which creates a, a need or a necessity or an interest in continuing your journey. So when you go ahead and decide to continue that journey, so the lach is... Then you have to go ahead and you have to repeat tefillah uh, sederach. Um, uh, so yes, El. so that so that means if you can't are hear. going and going and coming, Ellen can't hear. No, you are unmuted. Can you hear me now? No. I hear you. Oh, thanks, El. <laughs> You're downstairs. Um, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, oh okay. Wait, hold on. My, my, it must be my speakers. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Uh, where's my recording? 
Sorry, sorry. Stop share. Stop share. Okay. I'm recording. Screen share. All right, now I'm ready. So my question was that then covers the going and coming in the, the going to Springfield to see the butter cow and then coming home that same day would only be a one shot, right? If you're going to Springfield and back in one yeah. day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, okay. that would be that would be one thing. Right. So here, so let's say uh you were planning on uh you know you were you're planning on going to Florida and then uh because you have uh you um uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, whatever it is that you were you're planning on going to one place and you decided after you arrived that you know what you're gonna continue your journey unexpectedly. So that's what we call a hesachadas. We'll see that language in the postgame, and therefore that's going to necessitate another tfilas haderch that day, even though you weren't pla- even though you had already said it once that uh, w- once that day. Let's say you had a stopover and uh, uh, you, they told you your flight is canceled. So they said, all right, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to stay in a hotel near the airport. And then all of a sudden you get, uh, you know, a text from the uh, from the airline saying, oh, a seat just opened up. Do you want to go ahead and fly the rest of the way? So you say, of course I want to fly the rest of the way. I need to get to my destination. So, but at, at a certain point, you weren't planning on taking that second leg of the journey that day. Now that you do get on, even though it's all the same day, Shulchanar says you would say the bracha again. Okay. Now, regarding this idea of on an extended journey, whether or not you say, uh, how often you go ahead and you say, uh, so as we're going to see now, there's three different shitas, three different op- opinions as far as what to do when you're going on. We're just going to say for simplicity, in the event that you're going to go on a, uh, a 10-day cruise. So you're on a 10-day cruise. How often do you go ahead and say, okay. So the first thing we have, we're just going to quote because it's simple, because on the page over there, from the Berhetev. So the Berhetev says, Perish, she says, Every day that you travel, so you say it. So you're on a 10-day cruise. You start you start off on Sunday. So Sunday, when the cruise begins, you say, Come Monday, you say it again. Come Tuesday, you say it again. Come Wednesday, you say it again. You haven't even gotten off the boat. You're still on the boat, but according to the Bach and the Taz in the Knesset Sagdola, every day of the journey, you go ahead and you say the you say it again. And then he emphasizes the Lokitoim, and not like those who have a mistaken understanding of the halacha. Because there's an opinion, we'll see that opinion, but there are those who say that you say it just on the first day of your journey, and that covers you for the entire trip. So according to that mistaken shita that the, that the, that the, the, the Bach maintains, so what happens is, is the first day, Sunday of the cruise, you take the, you say Tzvah and you don't say it for the remainder of the cruise. But the Bach and the Taz, they disagree. And they say, Every day you're traveling, you have to say Tzvah again, even though you traveled without any interruption whatsoever. And the Nemuke Erechayim, one of the uh, the Munkacher uh, uh, Rebbes, who uh, in Munkacher they were very into halacha, so many of the Rebbes wrote halachas for him. 
So he explains for the Kasar Beture Zav, he's explaining the same sheet, the same opinion. So he says that every day you're on a journey, you're going to say Tfilah Saderach again. What does that mean? Near Mizeh, meaning the Hainu Shepoteras Tfilah Saderach Shal Shachris Al Me'es La'es. That when you say Tfilah Saderach on the first day of the cruise, on Sunday, the first day of the cruise, that covers you from having to say Tfilah Saderach for another 24 hours. Really, not really 24 hours per se, but until the next halachic day, day meaning the next morning, ad yom until Monday morning, when you daven shachris, so Monday morning when you finish davening shachris, on the cruise, according to the Bach and the Taz, you would go ahead and you'd say tefillah sederach again. And he says, clearly, kemo because Tfila Saderach is no different than Birchas Torah. It's no different than Birchas Hashachar. Let's use Birchas Hashachar because it'll be easier to understand that every day you're going to say, And whether you slept last night or you didn't sleep last night is completely irrelevant. Every day you say, All of those things which we say, but all of those things you go ahead and you say that bracha every day, and it doesn't matter how many days in a row that you were awake, it's irrelevant, because every day triggers a new obligation to say the bracha, and the uh, the bach and the taz are of the opinion that that is the, uh, that is the obligation. Every day, and it doesn't matter whether you uh, stopped journeying for a period of time overnight, or you didn't stop journeying for a period overnight, every, uh, every day is going to be a separate bracha. Okay, now, and I guess that would mean that those people who uh, uh, you know, are, are in the space station, so I guess they say it's Fila Sederach once, uh, when they first uh, blast it off, and then for however many months that they're traveling in space in orbit over there. So uh, uh, according to the Bach and the Taz, you would say it every day. They would be obviously saying it multiple times a day because their day may be very short. Whereas according to the other opinion, they said it once at the outset at blast off time. And then they are covered by that for the, uh, for the remainder of the, uh, of the trip. Okay, but that's really opinion number three. We're not up to that yet. But the first opinion is, Bach and the Taz say every day of the journey, you're going to say a separate Tfilah uh, Saderach. Now, the Birke Yosef, the Gon Chidah, so he writes as follows. He's quoting the Radvaz, really, but he says as follows. This is in source four. He says, So let's say you stay at a hotel, right? So you reach a city, you reach uh, uh, Ravenna, Ohio, and you decide, hey, this is a good place to go ahead and stay for the night. And you decide to stay there. So then the next day, since you slept in a city overnight, then... The next morning you say So you stopped traveling overnight. That is going to trigger a new obligation to say Being that you slept in town overnight. So then the next morning is like a new journey. So it's not a continuation, of, even though you're planning on driving all the way to Las Vegas, Ralph. But nonetheless, when you decided to sleep overnight in St. Louis, so then when you wake up the Monday morning in St. Louis and you start the next leg of the journey driving to, I don't know, Kansas City or something, so you'll go ahead and you'll say Tfilah Saderach again. But, now here's the key for us, Vim lo yishu. Now let's say you didn't sleep in a city overnight. You just slept in your car. You just pulled to the side and the rest stopped. And you slept a couple of hours, you just closed your eyes. O shahayu hochim bayom ubalayla. 
or let's say there were multiple drivers and they took three hour shifts. So while two other drivers were driving overnight, the car was continuously moving and you slept a good six hours in the car, halavai, but you slept six hours in the car, even though you're continuously journeying. So then, pam rishona So let's say it's that type of thing, where, or, or a cruise. So you set it the first day and you didn't stop cruising on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So the first day, Sunday morning, so you say the uh, with the conclusion, in the rest of the days, you say, but without the concluding uh, statement of, that gives it more of a, the tzura of a bracha, the context of a bracha, that baruch So on the subsequent days, and he quotes the Radvaz, in the tshuva, he says that you would not go ahead and you would not say on the remaining days with that conclusion, because you've been traveling continuously. So anytime you're traveling continuously, there is no interruption to the tefillah saderich, and you would not say it again with a bracha. Rabbi Shaffel, actually the way that a number of the cruises work, not that I'm such a veteran, but I've been on a couple of them, what happens is that often after a day, so they go and they actually, they reach port, let's say it's six o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh-huh. Now people are not going to get off, people are not going to get off the boat at that time. They're going to have breakfast and they're going to Davin and they're there and they will have slept on the ship, but then they'll get off the boat, let's say at eight o'clock in the morning and they're off the off the boat, let's say, until five o'clock in the afternoon, because they've gone into that port. Is is the what the um the chidai is what is what he's saying is it's the the sleeping the key, or is it that you you were in a separate place for for a substantial amount of time? You didn't stop just to get gas, obviously you're on a on a cruise. What is he emphasizing there? Okay, so hold on, because that's what we're going to see in sources five and six. So okay. you'll, you'll, you'll keep that in mind. But he says, that. so so, the, the, so, so far he was quoting the, the Radvaz. Then the Gon Chida says on his own, the Rikha Yosef says on his own, those people are traveling by ship, and this is where they're going, this is not a cruise, this is where they're actually trying to reach a destination. This is Christopher Columbus, you know, sailing to the new world, and they're just sailing continuously, and there is no port to be able to, <laughs> to stop over and, uh, you know, see the uh, see the sights. So he says, based on this, So you only say the concluding on the first day, and then the remaining days, you will say it without the conclusion, there are certainly some days, Bob, that they that like on the way back, perhaps that they may travel already two, three days continuously in order to get back to wherever their wherever their destination is. So, they're, 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 depending on the cruise, there could be times where there's a number of days where they're just uh, going continuously. Correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, certainly on those days, that would be the the Shiloh. Now. So what exactly is, a, so as Bob said, what exactly is this critical point at which we say that w- would potentially trigger a second obligation, even according to the Birke Yosef? 
So here we have two opinions. We have Roshom Zalman Arbach and we have the Kitzur Shulchan Arach. So Shomo Zalman says, this is in Halicho Shomo, his volume on Tfila. Uh, there's a, a chapter there, Per Chaf Aleph, about the Tfila Sederach. This is from Siv Beis. He says as follows. Hanoseya Bederach Yami Mispar. Somebody's traveling a number of days consecutively. So getting closer, Bob, to what you're talking about. So he says, if you leave the car overnight to go ahead and sleep somewhere, now sleeping somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that you slept in a house or you slept in a hotel. It may very well be that you pitched a tent and you slept outside in a tent. Mm-hmm. meaning under the, the arches of the heaven. So you slept outside for the night, but you lay down and you went to sleep for the night. Then, So then the next day, as long as you went to sleep and going to sleep is an interruption in the travel, so then the next day, Rav Shomo Zaman says, you would say, but, but let's say you never really stopped traveling. That's the case we talked about where there's multiple drivers. So while you went to sleep, there were still another two drivers who were driving continuously. Or it happens on a plane. So hopefully the pilot stays awake. <laughs> so you go, you go to sleep, and then you wake up in the morning, and they're serving breakfast, and it's already light outside. But as far as you know, you're traveling continuously through the night. Like on a ship or on a, on a plane. So so he says, in such a case, the way we manage this, Lamaisa, is not saying which would be without the chasim, without the brachat Hashem Shomea What we do is, in the middle of the brach of Shema Koleinu, we add the paragraph of Tfilah Saderach. So since there's a, the possibility to add it into Shmon Esrei, and then that bracha itself concludes, brachat Hashem Shomea So since you can add whatever you want into Shmon Esrei, into the bracha of Shema Koleinu, so that makes it an easy way to do so, certainly on a boat, in the case that you described, Bob, where there's going to be, where you wait, the, the boat ports at six, and people eat breakfast, or daven shachris, and any breakfast, and then get off the boat. So you can go ahead and you can hop around your tefillah sederach for that day, that Tuesday, by adding uh into Shmakoleinu, and then you're good to go, and then you're covered for the, and then you're going to be covered for that day. But the main thing of Shomel Zaman says is, did you go to sleep for the night? If you went to the sleep for the night, whether it's in a house or a hotel, or even that you pitched a tent, or you have a an RV, let's say, and you just went ahead and you went to the back of the RV and you went there for the night, but this was your night's sleep. So then you uh, then the next day you for sure say, according to Shomel Zaman, you would for sure say Anutfilasaderach. In the event that you travel continuously, so then you should add it into Shmon Esrei when you get around to Davening Shachas. The kids are on the other hand, source six, he says, So let's say you're traveling day and night. So this could be a wagon ride, it could be a boat ride, it could be a cruise. He says, you went to sleep in an uninhabited place. Meaning you just pulled off to one of these, uh, you know, these trucker uh, rest stops, which they don't even have a bathroom there or anything. You just have a place for the trucks to be able to stop for the night. So you went there and you slept in your car, which is never a good sleep. And you just, you know, close your eyes. You rested your eyes for half an hour or so. So Pamarishona Omer Bechasima. So then the first day that you travel, right, when you left. So then you say the full Tfilah Sederach. Ubeshar Hayomim Omer Belo 
and the rest of the days, as long as you are not in an inhabited place, you just slept on the side of the road somewhere in the back of your car, he says that you say without a chasima, because as long as you didn't go to sleep in a house, in a hotel, in some place, you didn't go to sleep like a mensch. So so then everything is considered to be one journey. So Shomel Zaman seems to say that he doesn't care where you sleep, but as long as you went to sleep for the night, that already the next day you would say a new full tefillah saderach. According to the Kitzer, it doesn't have to do with whether you slept for the night per se. It has to do, were you in an, uh, an inhabited area? That if you're in an inhabited area, so then that's considered to be end of part one or end of the first leg of the journey. And then the next day you would make a bracha. But if you just go to sleep in the back of your car, uh, you have, let's say, uh, I don't know, a 15 passenger van. And you're not traveling with so many kids. And it's possible to pull to the side of the road and there's enough room for everybody to go ahead and lay down somewhere on luggage, on a sibling, on something. So then that's a, that is not considered to be sleeping for the night. That's not considered to be a new leg of the journey, even if it turns out that they slept many hours. But you're in the middle of Nowheresville, and if you're sleeping in your car in the middle of Nowheresville, so that is a continuous journey. And then the uh, kids would say that the next day you would say it either without the chasima, without the concluding line, or at the very least you'd say it as part of Shmonesri. But it wouldn't trigger automatically in a, a full recitation of Tfilah Sederach just because you went ahead and you slept for the night. Rabbi Shaffel, one yes. more question. I mean, these these uh, cruise ships have often accommodate 4,000 people or something like that. Is right. that considered an inhabited area? Uh, I assume that when you're sleeping on the cruise ship, so that is a, that, that would qualify as a, I don't know how comfortable it is. I assume it's comfortable. But that qualifies as a full uh, a full night's sleep. And I, I would assume that that's inhabited too, even as far as the uh, the kids are. Okay, I don't think so. It's designed for sleeping. There's beds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now source seven. So we have the Piskei Chuvas. Piskei Chuvas, as we've seen uh, numerous times. So it's a person who's alive now from Eretz Yisrael, who gathers together all of the uh, the latest halachic writings on the following the order of the Mishabura. So he says, the way he uh, captures his halach is, But let's say during your journey, so you decide you're going to pull into a city overnight, or a hotel, or some other inn, that just for a short rest, essentially to take a nap, one of those hotels that they charge by the hour. So, so you're going to go ahead and you're going to go ahead and you're going to, uh, you know, pay for three, four hours of a, a, of a cat nap. And then you're going to continue your journey onwards. So even though while you were catnapping, so morning arrived, and by the time you wake up, by the time you get up and you're ready for the, to, uh, to start driving, it's already morning. Still, so you don't say tefillah saderach, ela below as karas Hashem bechasima, but you would say it without bruchat Hashem shomei tefillah, because you didn't really sleep. He's of the opinion that if you didn't really go to sleep, even if it was in town and even if it was in a hotel, but it's just what's essentially a short nap, so you have the strength to be able to drive on, and you don't really consider that to be a night's sleep. So you wouldn't say the full tefillah saderach. 
O, or the other alternative, the easier alternative is, you could go ahead and you could add the Tfilah Sederach into Shema Koleinu when you daven Shachris. The Kol Shekein, and certainly, in Nimsa Kol Azman Al Eim Haderach, the case that we talked about where you had enough drivers that the car was traveling continuously through the night, even though you went to sleep, you uh, slept for a few hours, and you were able to sleep for uh, while the car was traveling. So then, certainly, then even if you got eight hours of sleep in the car, and you went ahead and you woke up and it was already morning, then still, you would say tefillah without and you should incorporate it in, the best thing is to incorporate it into Shemonesri, because over there it's not even like you stop traveling since you were traveling continuously through the night, so this opinion maintains that you would not say, uh, you would not say tefillah in, in such a case so that is opinion number two so again, just to review before we see opinion number three. So opinion number one was the Bach and the Taz. We said that you're always going to say it every day of the journey, regardless of whether you slept, you didn't sleep, it doesn't make a difference. You say it every day the same way you say Birchas HaShachar every day. The Birka Yosef says it depends on whether you went to sleep for the night or not. If you went to the sleep, and there's machlogas, what exactly going to sleep involves, but if you went for the sleep to sleep for the night, then the next day you would say another tefillah sederach. If you did not really go to sleep for the night because the car was driving through the night or you're on a cruise, so then the best thing to do is to go ahead and incorporate it into your shmonesre of shachris the second day in the brach of shmakoleinu. And that way you're you're covered because if you need to say it, you say you said it. And if you didn't need to say it, so then you didn't do anything offensive by improperly saying it all by itself as its own independent bracha. Now, opinion number three, this comes from the pre-Khadash, and he says as follows: Avaldaiti Enokin. He says, I disagree. He says, Ella. Rather, he says, and this is the opinion that the Bach rejected out of hand. They called the mistaken opinion. But he says, You say this bracha once at the outset of the journey. doesn't matter if it's a two-day journey, a five-day journey, a ten-day journey. You say it at the beginning of the journey once. And even though you may have subsequently been traveling many days after the outset of the journey, still you don't repeat again. Once you said it once, you are good to go for the remainder of the journey. According to the Prichadash, Tfilah Sederach has said once per travel. However long that travel is, but once per trip. Let's say it like that. Once per trip. So it doesn't make a difference if the trip is one day, five days, ten days, fifteen days. You say once per trip at the beginning, and then you are covered for the remainder of the trip. So is it rooted in days? It's rooted in segments of travel, opinion number two, or it's rooted in the overall trip which you are taking. And those are the three, uh, those are the three basic opinions uh, about that. So according to the Prichadash, certainly when you're on that cruise, so you take you make the bracha that first day, and then you don't you, you say Tfilasadarh that first day of the cruise, and then you're covered. You don't have to think about Tfilasadarh again until you arrive back at the original port and you maybe get on your uh, maybe if you get on the plane and you uh, get home. But even that would, would probably be covered by uh, by the Tfilasadarh, because it's all part of one trip. And therefore, if it's all part of one trip, so it is covered. 
Okay, so now those are the three opinions that are out there. And Post can point to the following Mishnah Bura uh, to indicate that he really subscribes to opinion number two. That you, you, it's not necessarily said automatically every day, and it's not going to be said just once at the beginning of the journey, but rather it depends on whether you slept for the night or not. Because the Mishabura says, so uh, this is going on, the Shulchan Aruch said that you have to say it each and every day. This is a Sif Hay. Um, sorry, he says that if you went for the night, if you, if you stopped thinking that you weren't going to travel anymore, and then you decided to travel, so you have to go ahead and you have to repeat it again. So the Mishnah explains, and this is the phrase that I told you, and this was Yitzhi Shaila, that when you reached a particular destination, thinking that you weren't going to travel anymore, and then you decide to travel more, even though it's the very same day, the fact that you had this hesachadas, you had this interruption where you thought you were done traveling, so that triggers a new obligation to go ahead and say tefillah sederach. Then he says, And certainly says in the Shabura, let's say you stayed in a hotel overnight uh, between one leg of the journey and the next. Sorry. So then you have to make the bracha again in the morning. Because as long as you slept in a, in a place overnight, that triggers a new obligation. But now let's say the person travels throughout the night, travels through the night, so he didn't go to sleep in a house or a hotel or an inn or anything of that sort for the night. You went ahead and pulled into a rest stop and you closed your eyes for half an hour, 45 minutes, for an hour, a couple of hours. And then you continue on your journey. So then you would say the Tfilah Saderach without the concluding bracha. So that is essentially the opinion of the Berke Yosef, that if you go ahead and you sleep, a full night's sleep in between one leg of the journey and the next, so then the second morning, Monday morning, you do say Tzfilah Sederach. If you drive basically through the night, even though you rested for a little bit in your car, you close your eyes, but still, that in the, the next morning when you daven, so you would not say, you would not say a full Tzfilah Sederach in that case, the best thing to do is to incorporate it into your Shmonasrei by adding it into the bracha of Shmakolenu. And then the Mishabura says, Va'ayin bibir halacha. And make sure to check out what I wrote in the Bir Halacha. So we'll listen to the Chavetz Chaim and we'll check out what he says in the Bir Halacha. So here in the Bir, in the bir Halacha, he says, still Simon Kuf Yud, he says, Va'ayin Mishabura Tam. He says, You can look at the Mishabura for the reason. Now he says, Va'fiza nira. And it appears to, it would seem the darko. So what happens sometimes is, let's say you went ahead and you were exhausted from Sunday's driving. So at six o'clock you pulled into the hotel and you went to sleep and you said, you know what? I want to make sure that when I'm leaving um, Pittsburgh the next morning, I don't want to get caught in uh, in uh, in uh, work traffic. So I'm going to leave at four in the morning. So if I'm going to sleep at six anyway, so I can leave at four in the morning, and I'll already be out of the city by the time everybody else wakes up. So that's what you did. So you slept in a hotel overnight, but you got up while it was still nighttime. So it's not yet the next day. And So he says, even though it's not yet technically the next day, 
because it's still nighttime when you went to sleep. Let's say it's winter time. So you went to sleep at six, you got up at uh, at four, and now you're going to continue your journey. So even though you slept a full night in the sense that you got perhaps seven hours of sleep, but nonetheless, you went to sleep, it was nighttime, and you're waking up and it's still nighttime. So still, you would go ahead and you'd make a need for less in that case. Because certainly sleeping for the night, sleeping seven hours for the night, is certainly considered to be an interruption in the middle of the trip, necessitating or triggering a new obligation. And this is also the, the, the implication of the gra. Because the gra says that the trigger to say to say tfilas on day two of the journey is similar to what triggers you to say Birchas HaTorah on Monday of that very same journey. Because, because when it comes to saying Birchas HaTorah, when you were up all night, or you were basically up all night, that is, So you have to go ahead and you have to say Birchas HaTorah as soon as you wake up in the morning, even though it's still nighttime. So for me, Wednesday morning when we flew back, so our flight was out of Newark at five, some ungodly hour, and we had an hour drive from where we were staying in Lakewood to the airport. So we had to get up at two in the morning. So at two in the morning, we got up at the at two in the morning. So I actually said Birchas at two in the morning. So even though I didn't go to sleep till like 11, 1130, and I only slept for a couple of hours, but that was my night's sleep for the for the night. And therefore, even though it was still morning time, it was still nighttime. So but I was going to be learning before I got to Shachris, because I davened Shachris after I landed in Chicago. I davened Shachris at the call at 730. So even though, but I did learning on the plane while I was there, and the only way I could learn on the plane during the journey was if I said Birchas so that same halacha of Birchas HaTorah, that when you are done sleeping for the night, and now it's your it's your new day, even though technically it's nighttime, just like over there you would say a new Birchas HaTorah, so too you say a new Tfilah uh, Sederach. But he says, But the, the language of the Primagadim, he writes that every morning you say it, so it sounds like mashmaketsas. So if you want to get technical, since he said every morning you say it, one can infer mashmaketsas shalokid varenu. That really you wouldn't say it until morning. And if you start the Monday's drive while it's still technically nighttime, you would not say tfilas aderach. But the Mishabura says, the Biralacha says that he's not so swayed by that because ulai. It could very well be that the Prima Gadim wrote that based on the Gemara, which says that the, you shouldn't really hit the road for the new leg of your journey until it's light outside. And you should not travel when it's dark, especially when you don't know where you're going. So it can be very dangerous to be traveling at the at nighttime. So perhaps the Prima Gadim said morning just because of that consideration, but not necessarily because of a Tfilas Haderach consideration as far as that. But his opinion is, is that if, if you get up and it's still nighttime, that you would really go ahead and you, that's considered to be a new leg of the journey. And you would say Tfilas Haderach in that, uh, that, that second day. Then he says, um, if you're going to rest, so that, this is going back to the Mishnah Bura. He says, in other words, so what this means is, is you spent this the some a, a few hours to rest in between Sunday and Monday. 
and then on Monday you resume your travels. So he says, in such a case where you are, sorry, this is where you just pull to the side of the road somewhere. So you just pull to the side of the road somewhere and you're going to sleep in a, in a rest stop. So even though you're going to go ahead and you may, you may very well sleep for a couple of hours, but still, since you weren't going to sleep for the night per se, you were just resting a little bit. So, being that you knew from the outset that you're going to be resuming your journey shortly, so then you would not go ahead and you would not make a new bracha. This is actually talking about when you do so in the middle of the day. I should have specified that. That in the middle of the day, uh, if you go ahead and let's say, uh, um, uh, let's say that case that uh, you're, you're, tra- you're traveling to the East Coast, you got up at four in the morning and you began driving to the East Coast and you get to Pittsburgh around noontime. And you say, you know what? The Breens are here in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, let's go ahead and let's stop off over there. We'll have lunch. We'll rest for a couple of hours by the Breens. They're very hospitable. And then we'll drive the next six hours the rest of the way on the journey. So in that case, where even though you're stopping for a couple of hours and you may even nap for a couple of hours, since it's all part of the same day's journey, that would not trigger a new obligation to say tefillah saderach. So it's only when you're going to be sleeping overnight that that could trigger a new obligation. Resting in the middle of the day, getting lunch, grabbing some mincha in, the, in a short nap. So during the daytime, that's not enough to trigger a new obligation. Now he says, the last thing is, the Piskei Tshuvas says regarding this idea of when you interrupt uh, in the Hesach Adas, so he says, V'gam she'amar tefillah so we're talking about where, when you originally said So the assumption is, is that you have in mind every leg of the journey, every part of the journey which you're going to travel, which you're going to drive that day. So you don't necessarily know where you're going to stop, but you know that wherever you're going to stop, you want the, tefillah, the original Tefillah to cover you. And then that works. So even if it turns out that you thought you're going to go only to here and you decide you're feeling good, you decided to go another 100 miles or something. So all of that is going to be covered because we assume as a general uh, default that, that the first filah sederach covers the entire day. But let's say when you said the bracha, you said, I'm stopping in Pittsburgh for the night. I'm staying at the Breen's overnight and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to go on. And then, and then while you're traveling, the Breens go out, they go ahead and they call you and say, you know what, one of the kids has COVID, you can't come, we don't want you to come over because one of the kids is sick. So I say, okay, what alternative do I have? I'm just going to drive straight through to New York then. If I'm not going to stay overnight by the Breens in Pittsburgh, then I'm just going to go ahead and continue the rest of the way, all the way to New York or New Jersey. Then, But you weren't planning on doing that initially. So then, so then when you decided, when you napped in Pittsburgh just for a couple of hours, you pulled to the side of the road and you napped there, and then you're now going to travel the second leg of the journey, which was not anticipated when you left Chicago. It's something which came up in the middle of the trip. Then when you do travel the rest of the way from Pittsburgh to New Jersey, you would go ahead and say, even though it's the very same day, 
even though your interruption, your rest was very short, but since you had in mind not to travel from Pittsburgh to New York that day, you planned on just staying overnight in, the, in, in Pittsburgh, and then plans changed, you decided to take that second leg of the journey un, uh, unanticipated that does necessitate a new Tfilah Sadera. And as I said, the outset, that's what happened to, uh, to Yitzi and his friends, is that they got to a certain city and they were not planning on traveling any further. And then because of weather, their plans changed and they decided to drive that additional amount. So once they were uh, there in Lakewood for a couple of hours, and then they decided they're going to go back. So that triggers a new obligation to say Tefillah Sederach, even though it was all part of the, uh, it was all part of the same day. Rabbi Shaffel, one other yes, question about maybe... Uh... What's the term hesachadas? The right. where yeah. you change your mind. Okay, uh-huh. so here's a situation: you have a connecting flight in Dallas. Okay, let's say you're going to uh, Los Angeles, and you have to go for some reason. You have to go through Dallas. So it, it was supposed to be a two leg flight. You get to Dallas, but the as the airlines are doing right now, they cancel your flight from Dallas to Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were that's how you were going to go. But they tell you, well, if you're willing to go to Denver uh first, then you could still get to Los Angeles with a connecting another connecting flight. So uh does that count as Hesachadas? Um so that I, I would think not, because you're still going to be traveling that day, you're ultimately going to get to your uh your your uh, your destination. So then, I, I don't think that that will be much different than when they close down, you know, Highway 80 and they divert you because of construction and you ended up going on an unanticipated, you know, side road, you know, dirt road for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 30, 40 miles. So that wasn't what you were planning on doing, but it is part of the process of getting yourself to the, to ultimately to your destination. Okay. So, but, it, but in the event that they cancel a flight and you have to sleep in a hotel overnight in Dallas, and then mm-hmm. the next morning you get on the flight from Dallas to Los Angeles, then you do have to make it, even though, Originally, you were planning going Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, all in one day, and you would have said Tefillah mm-hmm. Sederach only once in that case. Now that you slept overnight in Dallas, so then come the next morning, Dallas, the Dallas to LA flight, you would say Tefillah Sederach uh, a second time. Okay. All righty. So this, as we said, this is uh, part one of our uh, of our uh, <coughs> travels through Tefillah Sederach. Uh-huh. That was for you, Bob. Question. And- <laughs> question. With all these different opinions, which yeah. one do we follow? So we follow this middle opinion that uh, that if you ju- if you if you essentially drive through the night, even if you you pulled over to the side of the road, but if you essentially drive through the night, or if you're if you're in a cruise, so then the next every subsequent day that you didn't actually sleep for, permanently or have a regular sleep in a bed in a in a house or hotel, so you would only say tefillah sederach in shmakolenu. That's what I would. Do. That's what that's what I would do. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All the best, everybody. Thank you, Rabbi. Good Shabbos, everyone. Be well and have a good Shabbos. Shalom.